At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome in. It is indeed the VSIN Bet Center. I'm Brady Cannon, live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And my partner, James Salinas, is along via Denver, Colorado, as we bring on our number four of the program here. They are currently at the first intermission. Game six of the Stanley Cup Eastern Conference final between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. No score in the hockey game and the in-game total. James, you and I were talking about this just in the last hour. The in-game total had dipped all the way to three and a half, and now it's up to four. That's kind of interesting. Still scoreless, and they've gone to the break, uh, but the in-game total, again, has ticked up to four. Uh, We will see how that goes. Looking over at the Major League Baseball scoreboard, just a couple of games in action. We've got three more ready to go to first pitch before the end of the night here. They will all get started in the next hour, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, and we will preview those games coming up in this hour. But right now going on, the New York Yankees finally putting some runs on the board for me, James. They were held to just two runs in a victory on Friday night, and they were at one run all the way through four innings today. But now the bats are catching some fire, and they are on top of the Chicago Cubs. Six to nothing in the bottom of the sixth inning, and your in-game total has now moved to nine. The Yankees laying seven runs on the run line in the live market there. San Francisco and the Dodgers still stuck on two to nothing. San Francisco, uh, the live line just was pulled off my screen here, but I imagine this in-game total has to be somewhere in the neighborhood of four or five as we are into the top of the sixth inning and the Dodgers are currently being shut out. Clayton Kershaw apparently doing a pretty good job there holding the Giants to just two runs, James, but uh, no offense for the Los Angeles Dodgers. The bullpen effort looking pretty effective for San Francisco. Well, Kershaw only went four innings. We talked about that. He hadn't pitched since May 7th, so how long were they going to put him out there? You're not going to win the the NL West division here on June 11. Be smart about that, especially with Walker Bueller and figure out we'll find out soon enough what his situation is left the game last night in the fourth inning as well with an elbow concern some stiffness in his elbow so MRI to come for him but Kershaw four innings pitched three hits two earned runs two walks four strikeouts one home run through 71 pitches in those four innings so again they're they're gonna have to they're gonna work him in slowly uh, knowing that he's not only because of coming off the the injured list for the last miss basically almost five weeks but 
you know, he's a veteran pitcher and, and somebody that you need to be careful with considering the state of that starting staff right now for the Dodgers. Also, you've got a couple of college ba- uh, college baseball matchups happening a little bit later this evening as well as we are into the Super Regionals for the College World Series Tournament. You'll have Oregon State, one of the favorites. I believe they went into the tournament as the third-ranked team in the country. The Oregon State Beavers will be taking on the Auburn Tigers and Oregon State about a minus 210 favorite in that contest. And then down on the farm, Stanford, the Cardinal, they will be hosting the Huskies of UConn. Stanford, a heavy favorite in that one, also in the neighborhood of minus 210. And if you missed it earlier, Lou Finicaro, Gam Blue, he was thinking about taking both of the underdogs in this matchup tonight, both Auburn and UConn getting around plus 185 pricing, that type of neighborhood. Uh, Despite the fact that Lou does have future bets on both the Beavers and the Cardinal to win the College World Series, as far as an individual spot, maybe tonight a spot where you can uh, take a flyer with the underdog. Uh, James, you and I, before the last break, were talking uh, some NFL, and one topic I did want to get to here, we closed or we teased it maybe a little bit, the future of Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers quarterback, did undergo off-season surgery on that shoulder. Uh, this was another season where Jimmy Garoppolo took his team to the NFC Championship, won a playoff game on the road in a frigid Lambeau field. You know, this is another guy. We talked about Steph Curry at the top of the show, you know, with a lot of naysayers out there. It seems Jimmy G does as well. But, you know, if you look at what this guy's done, and, and I'm not necessarily um, – a massive fan. I, I don't think Jimmy G is necessarily an elite quarterback. I think he's pretty darn good, and he has taken a team to a Super Bowl and also an NFC championship. So I think maybe he deserves a little more credit than, than he gets sometimes out there. But the 49ers are in an interesting situation. He's got a lot of money that is uh, impacting that salary cap for this team. That'll certainly impact their ability to give Debo Samuel more money, Nick Bosa more money. So they do really have to try and get rid of that contract. Um, and maybe the bidding war will begin uh, once Jimmy G kind of you know recovers from this offseason surgery. What are your thoughts on the situation with Garoppolo and the 49ers? Well, so for Jimmy G, I think, yes, he was the quarterback of record for that game and that win in Lambeau during the playoffs in Green Bay. But ultimately, that was the ineptitude of the special teams for Green Bay repeatedly in that contest that that allowed San Francisco to move on to the NFC championship game. And I think for Jimmy G, it's 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 always a challenge and it's always kind of concerning when you're talking about a, a shoulder surgery for a quarterback it's just you're talking well elbow surgery for pitchers coming back whether it's tommy john or anything else like this it it, that's a concern for somebody who wasn't the strongest of arm to begin with right it was more so his accuracy his ability to be able to throw some of the balls between the numbers like he would and that's the roster that he was playing behind, it was a pretty good offensive line, a hell of a running game. Debo Samuel having to step in because of so many injuries and really took his, created a whole new position in the NFL for the hybrid position that he was as a receiver and rushing the football the way that he did. But, I mean, for, for Garoppolo, the injury aside, let's say he comes back and he starts working out and his throws and he looks fine. Okay, all right, he's 100% recovered from that injury and that's not going to be a hindrance on what teams want to go with uh, to move forward. Uh, to, to me, it's just a stopgap. It's a stopgap to say, well, if you, we're bringing in Garoppolo, he's going to come at a high price. Now, I don't think his guarantee, his contract is guaranteed for this season, so maybe you can rework that and talk about an extension, but that's not going to be... I think we know what you're going to see out of Jimmy Garoppolo, and how much did Garoppolo benefit from playing with playing in San Francisco, being there with Shanahan, and how the, the, that team is a tremendous zone-rushing team, and, and you know the identity of the San Francisco 49ers there with, with Kyle Shanahan running and calling the play, how much did Garoppolo really benefit from that? I think uh, I think he had a great roster and benefited a ton from that rushing game and the and the threat of the running game and the impact that that has on opposing defenses. Well, if he's getting traded somewhere, there's not a contender that's going to be jumping for on the on the ship for Jimmy G to come in and that's our final piece to push us forward to win a Super Bowl. You're talking about teams in rebuild mode. Well, if you're in rebuild mode, you don't have a good roster and a lot of times that starts at the line of scrimmage both defense and in particular the offensive line. He doesn't go to a good roster here 
I'm not sure. I honestly, Brady, I don't know where Garoppolo goes. I have no clue who would be in the market for Jimmy Garoppolo outside of some bad teams that are probably just looking at a stopgap measure until you get to 2023 and a, uh, an interesting, intriguing draft class at the quarterback spot. Far better draft class coming out in 23 than what we saw in 22 this past couple months ago. I don't know where Jimmy G goes, but it's not going to be a, a difference maker or a game changer. And if anything, I think Garoppolo has benefited greatly with the coaching staff that he had there in San Francisco with Shanahan and a, trem- a good offensive line and a tremendous run game. Well, if you look at the odds board, and, and I have not seen an updated one, this was uh, going back to about April, probably before the NFL draft that took place right here in Las Vegas. But if you look at what the odds makers are thinking, where Jimmy G will land, uh, it's the Houston Texans, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Steelers in the draft, of course, they took Kenny Pickett, they've got Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, I believe they still have Mason Rudolph, so there's three quarterbacks there in that camp. I don't know if they would wanting to be uh, would want to add another. I, I thought, you know, we talked about the Atlanta Falcons, and, and of course they drafted Desmond Ritter. They've got Marcus Mariota. You know, th- both of those guys seem like backups to me. You know, I mean, I, I would think they would be a player possibly for Jimmy G. Carolina, you've got Sam Darnold. They draft Matt Corral. Um, I would think they would possibly be a player for Jimmy G. Um, the Houston Texans, are, are they committed to Davis Mills? Now, this guy, you know, he could have stayed in college for another year at Stanford and maybe been, you know, a, a first round, a really high first round draft pick in this year's draft class. Are the Texans impressed with him enough with what he did in an otherwise very poor season for that team? Are they in the market for Jimmy G? The New Orleans Saints, the, the Detroit Lions, um, uh, Seattle Seahawks, but but I'm kind of with you, James. It, it doesn't see, it doesn't feel to me that there is absolutely a clear cut contender for a team that's going to go out and try and get Jimmy Garoppolo. But none of those teams that you mentioned are any good. Well, <laughs> right, Falcons but are... but any of them is a good fit for the 49ers. They want to get that well, payroll off their hands. Well, sure, yeah, and and yeah, for the 49ers, absolutely. I'm just looking at who wants Garoppolo, and it's just a short term. It's to me, it's short term. If it's the Atlanta Falcons, I don't think the I think the Atlanta Falcons are in the the sweepstakes to try to get one of the top two picks. At what at about the Buccaneers? Be... What what about if he goes back to backing up Tom Brady? The the backup there they drafted Kyle Trask out of Florida, and then you've got Brady. Maybe that's... Can they take that? I don't know if they can... T- I, and th- those are the things I don't really dig into a whole lot. I, I, when we're talking about numbers and digging into contracts and, and where teams stand within the salary cap and what they have to work with, I really don't... I, I'm not I, much not of a numbers guy anyway. Either. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah, if, if there's a landing spot for Garoppolo, for sure, that's a great landing spot, but he's going to you know, he's gonna be the backup again to Tom Brady like he was in New England. Is is he going to take that? It seemed like he, I mean, he put his best foot forward for sure last year and when they drafted Trey Lance to move up for San Francisco. So if there's a landing spot, that would be ideal. I think that's a good landing spot for Tampa to have a veteran quarterback to back up Brady in case he's out for a handful of games outside of a, a major injury. And probably for Garoppolo, yeah, a good landing spot for him short term, but he want, he's looking for another long-term deal for his last contract in the NFL. About three minutes into period number two, still scoreless on the ice between Tampa Bay and New York. We'll be back in just a moment. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to 
do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, 
Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Bet Center is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. If you've been looking for the right opportunity to switch up your nicotine, well, now there's a 10-day challenge to give you a fresh start, helping you walk away from the ashtray, spit cups, and vapes. It's called the Zen 10 Challenge. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free nicotine alternative, and they're available in 10 varieties and 2 strengths. The Zen 10 Challenge is a risk-free way to try Zen Nicotine Pouches. If you don't enjoy the experience with Zen after 10 days, you'll get your money back. So head over to Zen.com slash 10 to take the Zen 10 Challenge. That's Z-Y-N.com slash 10. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the V-CIN Bet Center and inside the rink in Tampa Bay. They are four on four, a mutual penalty situation there. So maybe that will generate some scoring here. It is still scoreless there. About four minutes into the second period of game six, Tampa trying to close it out and move on to the finals where they would face the Colorado Avalanche, the New York Rangers trying to force a Game 7 back at the Garden, and the in-game total now back down to 3.5, and and it is juiced towards the under, minus 130, and make it minus 140. If you want to go under 3.5 goals here, you got to pay minus 140. They are down to just the final 20 seconds here of the 4-on-4, and now a solid 6 minutes into period number 2, Nobody yet to light the lamp there in game six. Very interesting hockey game here and obviously being played very close to the vest, James. Yeah, and well, now you have a little open ice, although really haven't been too many chances. I think there was just a shot on goal by the Rangers, but even here, Tampa has to get back out of the get back outside the blue line and really I think they're they're going to kill off well the penalty is going to be killed off for both of these teams it'll be back to five on five so if you had that under you liked it five on five it really just hasn't been a whole lot of opportunities in front of the net for either of these teams and yeah now the tighter this gets the longer this goes I mean you talked about the the total sitting at three and a half and you were juiced laying a dollar forty to go under well that's basically what it was at five and a half don't want to get there, right? You don't want to chase that number. And yeah, I know, I get it. You're close to having half this game gone, but you could have had half that game gone and sitting at five and a half. You don't want to get to it now at three and a half. And yeah, sometimes you just let them go. You miss the better number. That's okay. Brady, we know that. We've talked about that plenty. You can just move on. There's there's going to be other opportunities, not so much in this game, but other opportunities to, to find winners out there. And yeah, you chalk it up as well. Missed opportunity, not a big deal. You didn't lose anything on it, and that that's where you get caught up chasing like we've talked about the last two weekends. No need to get involved with this matchup here. Yeah, especially if you're going to make a serious play for for some real yeah, money. Right. You know, if yep. it's recreational, you just want to, you know, maybe it's $20, $10, whatever. You just want to have something going on. I would probably still lean towards the under, but you're absolutely right. You, you could have been in the same position with five and a half goals on your yep. ticket. And the, the best thing to do there is to pass. We have that ability as betters. We do not have to make mm-hmm. every play. On the Diamonds, the New York Yankees really getting those bats fired up. They are now up on the Chicago Cubs, 8 to nothing, shutting out Chicago in the top of the seventh inning, and your in-game total there has gone to 10.5. With no scoring on the board earlier in this game, the total was all the way down to 6. Now your live total at 10.5, and, and still 2 to nothing. The Giants still pitching a shutout over the Los Angeles Dodgers in San Francisco, 2 to nothing in the top of the seventh inning there, your live total here at four and a half. Speaking of San Francisco, that's where they will be on Monday night for game five of the NBA finals. And I tell you, James, I I think it's been a real treat. And, you know, it's been a couple years. Obviously, we had the finals in a bubble and then we had the Los Angeles Lakers and, you know, they were suffering. I mean, you remember going through the NBA finals last year. It seemed like there were so many players that were injured it yeah. seems like this has been the first time in a while that we've really had a good, solid NBA Finals matchup, and I think it's been really thrilling. I, I think these are the two best teams in the NBA. I think they're extremely evenly matched. 
Uh, and here we are tied, headed into game five. The Warriors are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Your total has been bet down to 212-and-a-half. As far as your series price, uh, after game four, the Warriors were adjusted to a minus-130 favorite. Now they're anywhere from minus-140 to minus-150. So, uh, And I think game five, you know, I, I went back and, and – I have I have a futures ticket on the Warriors to win it all, and I hedged a little bit on the Celtics. So I haven't played a single, made a single wager uh, on any of these games so far, one through four. I went back and I I had a pretty good idea if I had made a bet which way I would have gone in each game. Game five, I just don't know. Yeah, and the number hasn't mattered in this series, and right, it and is, and I think for I mean game one was really it was three quarters to one quarter and it was that fourth quarter where the Celtics just couldn't miss. Did they have nine threes in that fourth quarter? Yeah, something like eight to twelve or something. Yeah, they had forty they made I mean they they knocked down forty threes total. And and that that's what that's that was the game where I stepped back. All right. I, I lost an an in game total where they made forty collect combined three pointers. If they would have made just thirty eight, I would have won. Probably wouldn't have been <laughs> had these conversations last weekend and into the day, right? It'd have been fun because that was a pretty sizable play there. And I mean, yeah, there you go. Just keep playing the in game totals that way. Uh but you know, they, we haven't had a game that's finished under double digits. Last night was the closest game when it comes to the final score, in a sense, 107-97, 10-point lead or 10-point win for Golden State. But that game was really close. It was close into the last couple of minutes. Very I mean, close. it was Absolutely. Right. So that was a competitive game for sure. I, I think the game three really wasn't very competitive. I feel like that was just from start to finish. The, the Celtics were the better team. They executed better. They uh, they executed their game plan getting to the basket. They had 52 points in the paint in that game three win in Boston. And obviously for the for the Warriors feeling like not only defensively, we've got to do a better job of protecting the rim and, and limiting those type of high percentage shots, but we got to get some of our own. That's exactly what they did aside from Steph Curry just being absolutely sensational last night. So here in game five, I mean, it's a three-game series now. It's a three-game series. Teams have made their adjustments. I don't know how many other, what other adjustments. By the time you get to game five now, I think we've definitely seen, and we talked about this earlier, Brady, that the Warriors have made their adjustments offensively when it comes to more ball screen type of offense, seeing more minutes out of uh, out of Kevon Looney coming out there. He's a tremendous screener and he's a great finisher off the roll and getting that second and third, really those that that secondary type of pass where he can finish because of the help coming over to stop some of the penetration and the rotations that they have to have with some of the spot up shooters that the Warriors like to space the floor with. Uh, I'm not. I'm just wondering here from the Boston side what. What adjustments are we going to see? Not so much defensively. I think I think the defensive adjustments for the Celtics here, you've got to make Curry work more. And and not that he didn't. Not that they were like, yeah, go ahead and let Curry. I mean, we know Curry's range is going to be the circle as soon as he comes across half court. He has that type of range. Not going to take those bad type of shot selections, but it's there if necessary. He can shoot it from wherever he needs to on the court, and he made some deep ones last night. But I think the, some of the adjustments we'll see for Boston has got to be, you got to make Curry work more, not only with the basketball in his hands, but make him work some more defensively, put him into some more screens, start to bang on him. We know he's not a big guy uh, when it comes to his strength. Got to lean on him, run him into some more screens, not only on the ball, but off the ball, run him into some more, try to start to utilize and really start to try to drain as much of the gas out of him as you can. But I think the offensive side is the concern for me for Boston here. We know they like to shoot the threes. Game three, they went inside and scored in the at the paint at will and really dominated the offensive glass, too. Is it going to be Jason Tatum dominating this basketball, or are we going to see more of a free-flowing offense where Tatum is not the primary ball handler? I think for Boston to be successful, it can't go through, and it can't have the ball the offense be facilitated by Jason Tatum because then it becomes standing around and watching while he tests the ball for air and tries to do his thing one-on-one and play more of a hero ball. That's the biggest question mark. I think that's the adjustment that needs to be made for Boston. But is Tatum willing to do that? Is he going to do that? The shot volume that he's had in all of these games, in particular that last night, couldn't knock it down got to change what you're doing here they've got a couple days off to make those adjustments the key is is boston going to be able to and is tatum willing to be able to do that and not feel like he needs to carry this team to the finals championship 
James, you know, before this finals uh, series began, we heard the storyline that the Warriors have so many, you know, championship games under their belt and so much finals championship experience, whereas Boston has absolutely none. Uh, Is it starting to show up now? Did Boston maybe look a little bit young and immature, if you will, in game four? And maybe it was the Warriors experience that, you know, obviously Steph Curry won them that ball game. He was a massive, massive part of that victory. But but did you maybe see that where there was a little bit of inexperience and indecision on the Celtics part? I did in the final five minutes of that game last night. You saw them get tight, having some looks coming up short. Some shots were way off. I think the the pressure of the moment there, you saw the final five minutes of that fourth quarter were outscored 17-3 to in favor of the Warriors. Warriors knew exactly what they wanted to do, got what they wanted, where they wanted, complete opposite for the Celtics. That's where they looked young and inexperienced, was in crunch time last five minutes, fourth quarter last night. All right, more on NBA Finals Game 5 and possible series result when we come back on the other side. Also some baseball to preview for your Saturday edition of the VEASAN Bet Center. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. You want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game? The betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but for future events as well. Betting splits, another way vsin's here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the vcin bet center and they are under halfway through the second period there in Tampa Bay and the Lightning have lit the lamp. One to nothing. The Tampa Bay Lightning score first, draw first blood here. Under 10 minutes left to go in the second period and Tampa Bay looking in control so far as they lead this series three games to two. So That is a big move right there for Tampa Bay and their chances of getting to the finals to meet the Colorado Avalanche. The live line currently off the board here. We saw the in-game total get as low as three and a half with juice to the under. Uh, But now it is off the board currently while they celebrate this score and readjust. But one to nothing, Tampa Bay Lightning now nine minutes left in the second period and the New York Rangers facing elimination down three games to two. On the Diamonds, the New York Yankees having success over the Chicago Cubs, eight to nothing there in the bottom of the seventh inning. Your in-game total now at nine and a half, and the San Francisco Giants still leading the Los Angeles Dodgers two to nothing in the top of the seventh inning. Uh, James, we were of course talking about Game Five in San Francisco and the NBA Finals and the possible outcome of this series. I think this is something interesting to consider. As a better, we talked about Golden State being in the neighborhood of minus 140 or even as high as minus 150 on the money line as far as the series price. You can also, of course, go to the market to predict the exact outcome, and the favorite is the Warriors in seven, and that's a plus 185. I mean, that's pretty huge of a difference versus minus 150 for the Warriors to win the series. I think you and I both probably agree if the Warriors are going to win this series, it'll probably be in seven. You might as well take plus 185 then rather than spend minus 150. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like the Warriors will win there. I just don't see this team winning three straight games, which means, yes, they won. They won game four last night. You're going to come back home. You win game five and then going on the road to clinch the play clinch the finals in game six in Boston is how it beats you. Now you also lose if Boston wins the series. They could win they could win eight, two out of those three games, but granted, one of those is going to have to come in San Francisco against the Warriors. And if it comes down to game seven, I just don't like the 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 Celtics chances to be able to do that in a game seven on the road. You talked about we were talking about that earlier. You were asking me about the the youth and, and th- this 
this, the core of this unit's been together, I think, for a good four years or so, but four or five years potentially. Um, so they are young as far as their experience out on the court, as far as being in the NBA, but it's still a team that's been together for a number of years, but they have had some turnover at the coaching at the coaching spot for this team. But I, does that youth play out? I think that's where you see the youth play out versus the experience of the Warriors in a potential game seven. So you've got to sweat out a lot. you got to sweat out winning game five. Uh, then you got to sweat out not winning in game six. I think that's probably the concern right there for me is do if, if the Warriors win game five or game game five. Now they've won two straight games. We haven't seen that, right? It's been zigging and zagging through the first four games here in this matchup. Now you're going to kind of go against that and say, well, I don't want the Warriors to win here in game six because I want them to close it out. It's, I mean, the plus money is always good, but it just feels like that's a lot. I, I do. I think it goes seven if the Warriors in that spot. I think the Warriors win at home and are the NBA champions if that goes to game seven in Golden State. I don't like Boston's chances in that, but it just feels like, man, that's a lot to have to kind of navigate to win that series bet at the, what was the number you said? Plus two. Well, it, it's 80? It, no, no, it, it, it just, just the Warriors to win the series is around minus one forty. But if you want to take the Warriors in seven, exactly. It's plus mm-hmm. one eighty five. Oh, it's only, Oh, it's, Oh, it's even lower than what I thought. I thought it was more than that. Plus one eighty five. Yeah. I think that's too short. I, that just feels too short for me for too many things have to go that way with, not only winning, but not winning in game six. You got to win at home in game five. Yeah. And win at home in game six. I feel like if they lose in game five, that's going to be a tall order for the Warriors to have to go back to Boston and have to win yeah. there in game six to push it to game seven. That just feels like a lot for them to have to do that. Where Curry had to play the game of his life and, and he's fully capable of doing that again. We know that. He can he can put up another performance in game six on the road in Boston like he did in game four last night. But I don't want to have to bet on that to get that price. It, it would have to I think the plus price would have to be more than one eighty five for me to get involved to say an exact series price of one or or to win in seven. I think I'd rather just go game to game situation to situation. Yeah, the uh, Celtics to win in six. It feels to me like the two most logical scenarios are Warriors in seven or Celtics in six. And sure enough, those are the two favorites in this exact result market. The Warriors at plus 185 to win in seven. The Celtics at plus 290 to win in six. And you talked about, James, this series has absolutely zigzagged. And I I think for me, it's been very easy for me to kind of see how this team that lost is now going to bounce back. And, and you know, the, the public perception when the Celtics blew the Warriors out in game three, they're going to run to the window and bet the Celtics again. Hey, not so fast. I, I felt mm-hmm. it has been very much of the zigzag here. Game five has me puzzled, though. Um, but if I was going to bet it, I would continue with the zigzag and I would probably take the points with the Boston Celtics. Uh, let's talk about some baseball. We've got uh, a few more baseball games here left for your Saturday night. They will be going to first pitch. In about 30 minutes from now, 7.07 Pacific time, 10.07 Eastern, the New York Mets in Los Angeles to face the Angels. Now, the Angels, they lost 14 in a row. Then they got a victory. Now they got another loss to deal with on Friday night to these Metropolitans. 7-3 to year final there. They're still in second place in the American League West, but they are now nine games back of the Astros and only a half game ahead of the Texas Rangers. This is Carlos Carrasco versus Mike Lorenzen. The Mets are a road favorite, minus 125 with a total of nine. Do the losing ways continue for the Los Angeles Angels, in your opinion, James? Well, the Angels, I mean, think about where they were, what, three weeks ago or so? I mean, they were on May 24th, they were 10 games over 500 at that point. And yeah, you mentioned it now that fall to a complete debacle over the last roughly call it three weeks, one of 15 since falling nine games back of the first place Astros. Like you mentioned, they are in second place, but I think that just tells you the rest of the ALS is underwater and it's not a good division uh, beyond, beyond Houston and the angels here. But yeah, I think on the Mets side, Carrasco has been finally healthy. I know he came over last year. He wasn't really healthy. It took him. A, it took sometimes it takes pictures longer to come back than others. And and I think for Carrasco, he's finally showing it this season now with the Mets being completely healthy and recovered post surgery. Here, he's allowed two runs or less in eight of his eleven starts this season. 
And so he's been tremendous for this Mets team. And this is a team that he gets run support from there. Every pitcher gets run support. The, the Mets offense has scored the second most runs in all of baseball. And you're going to tell me here, I was looking at the lineups and you do have trout back in. He is, he is in the lineup tonight. Although, during that losing streak, it really kind of coincided with how poorly Trout was hitting the baseball, and it correlated to the losing streak that the Angels were going through. Maybe a day off or two that happened for Mike Trout. Uh, good thing here because they go as Mike Trout goes, and right now I don't want to bet on Mike Trout to have to now start seeing the baseball as much as he was pressing during that time. Yeah, looking at this matchup, I think it's just a pitching matchup for me. If I'm getting involved in this game, it's a dollar thirty here in favor of the Mets. I don't want to get it. I don't want to get on the the Angels side at this point. How poorly they've played, and with Carrasco going, I like the Mets side. Yeah, I, I'm pretty torn on this game. I, I've bet on Mike Lorenzen a couple times this season successfully. Uh, but you're right. It's not a situation where I want to necessarily jump on the Angels right now. It's nice to see Mike Trout back. We remember last year he had this calf injury. It seemed relatively minor, and then he never showed up again the rest of the season. Uh, this was a groin injury, so good to see him back in the lineup there. Also, Anthony Rendon did return to the lineup on Friday night. Uh, I'll sit back and watch this one. I do not have a play on this one. By the way, the Tampa Bay Lightning currently on a power play. They've got about 27 seconds left in the power play. You've got just over five minutes left in the period, and Tampa Bay currently hanging on to a one to nothing lead over the New York Rangers. You can lay a puck and a half with them in this game, but you've got to lay minus 120 there on the money line, and your in-game total now back to three and a half, and it is juiced towards the under, minus 130 if you want to go under three and a half goals. And this power play now winding down just the final 10 seconds here in the power play. We're under five minutes left in this period. If you look at the uh, National League East, James, boy, the Mets uh, still have a big lead in the division over the Atlanta Braves, but uh, the rest of the division is all of a sudden getting red hot. The Braves have won 10 in a row. The Phillies have won nine in a row. Uh, even the Washington Nationals uh, have a couple of games uh, as going as far as a winning streak. So uh, the National League East heating up and putting some pressure on the New York Mets. Two more baseball games to preview before we wrap up the show and pass the baton to Greg Peterson. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, 
You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 years and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. 
Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you here wrapping up the VSIN Bet Center. Next up, it is the Greg Peterson experience with himself. Greg Peterson, take you the rest of the way here for your Saturday evening. The San Francisco Giants still leading the Los Angeles Dodgers 2 to nothing. bottom of the seventh there. The Chicago Cubs batting in the top of the eighth, and they've yet to put a run on the board. Only one run in their last 17 innings. And make, make that even more than that because they went to extras on Friday night. But uh, the Chicago Cubs having a tough time scoring in the Bronx. Eight to nothing in favor of the Yankees right now. The second period getting ready to come to a close. And indeed, it is done. The Tampa Bay Lightning do light the lamp in the second frame about halfway through. Just under 10 minutes left in the second period. Tampa Bay put a score on the board there. And that's where it stands after two periods. They lead the New York Rangers one to nothing. And your in-game total is now at three Going over three is an underdog at, or excuse me, going under three is an underdog at plus 120. If you think this game will get over three goals, you've got to lay minus 155. By the way, the Tampa Bay Lightning out shooting the New York Rangers through two periods, nearly doubling them up 22 to 12 as far as shots on goal. Uh, James, before the uh, last, before the end of the last segment, I was talking about things heating up. In the National League East, the New York Mets, they still lead the Atlanta Braves by six games, but the Braves have won 10 games in a row. The Phillies have won nine games in a row. The Miami Marlins have won five games in a row and seven out of their last 10. And even in last place, the Washington Nationals playing 500 baseball as of late, and they have won two in a row. So some pressure being put on the Mets anyway, but still a six-game cushion over second place Atlanta. The uh, Boston Red Sox will be in Seattle to take on the Mariners. This is a 7-10 Pacific, 10-10 Eastern start. Michael Waka versus George Kirby. And Waka has really been excellent on the season at 4-1, his ERA at 1.99, coming off of a three-hit shutout in a win, one to nothing over those Los Angeles Angels in his last start. George Kirby, he's a rookie, but he hasn't been all that bad either. 1-1 one one on the year, 3.38 ERA and a whip that is just barely over one. The Red Sox, I'm a little surprised, and I actually did play the Red Sox here tonight at plus 110. They're a small underdog, uh, and now it has come down a little bit. They're closer to even money, maybe even minus 110 at some shops. But right now, Seattle, the consensus price, a minus 120 favorite on the money line with a total of eight, James. You mentioned Michael Waka coming off the three-hit shutout on Monday against the Angels, although the everybody was really working the Angels over the last couple, three weeks, right? But we just don't see that anymore. Somebody, a pitcher actually going a full nine innings. Well, that's the third time this season a Red Sox starting pitcher has thrown a complete game three times. The Red Sox have That's got to lead the league, I would imagine. It does lead the league. That's wow. what's so funny wow. about it. Yeah, three complete games. I've... I remember pitchers doing that consistently where they would have three gentlemen meet Juan Marichal. Yes, right. <laughs> Hell, meet Nolan Ryan. Yeah. Growing up watching Nolan Ryan, a lot of money won back even in his the twilight years for Nolan Ryan. Even in the early 90s, he was still dealing when he went back to the to the Rangers to finish his, his career. But ultimately, that's I was kind of looking at that. Michael Walker actually did that because he doesn't typically work that far into games. And he's been, I don't know if it's so much been on a pitch count, but I just think that they've been limiting Waka's exposure have the Red Sox to where he's not having to go see the 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 lineup for a third time. Once it kind of turns over twice, all right, well, we'll be looking to pull you out. Not that he works deep pitch counts, but aside from that 105 pitch count where he went nine innings, the rest of his the the rest of his outings, he hasn't gone six innings since that back in April 27th. And that was the only time he actually went a full six innings uh, as a starting pitcher. And most of his pitch counts are somewhere between 75 60 I see 72 88 75 60 he just doesn't work deep in the games because I think it's just that third time player you know the the lineups adjust to Michael Waka so let's let him go twice and then we'll jump into the bullpen here and you mentioned for the rookie going for Seattle Kirby I'm not very familiar with him as a rookie he did face the Red Sox a few weeks back he was tagged pretty good five earned runs eight hits 
in that matchup, including two home runs for the Red Sox there. Now, I know it's going to be in Seattle this time, but kind of lean that way. But I was looking, hoping to see maybe is there a pitcher prop out there. There are pitcher props, strikeouts, earn runs, and outs. The only outs are for Kirby, though. No outs here. No out prop for Michael Walker. That would have been one I've been looking to fade and bet the under against Michael Walker as far as the amount of innings he goes tonight. But it's not available on BetMGM. Yep, you answered my question. I was just going to ask, which way would you go off of that complete game three-hit shutout? And you were saying you would want to go under the amount of yes. what, the amount of outs, whatever the well, number. Well, he threw. I mean, you look at look at Walker. He threw a hundred. They'd let him. I think I, they were, I'd be right were, along there with you. I, I, yeah, you he would, threw hundred and five pitches. He threw hundred and five pitches. He's only had one other game this season where he threw ninety plus pitches. That was that matchup against the Blue Jays back on April twenty seventh, where he did throw six innings pitch, but ninety two pitches. That's as far as he got. He's gone. A lot of these starts, he's roughly right there in the the mid seventies as far as pitch count. Again, it's I don't think it's his pitch count. I think it's the fact that they just don't want to expose him to the opposing lineup for, for a third time over. Well, I did get a nice price on Boston. I took Waka and the Red Sox at plus 110. Now you're finding yeah. around even money or so. But I, I found it a little bit surprising that they were mm-hmm. a short underdog uh, to the Seattle Mariners. And, and like I said, Kirby's been pretty decent, but uh, he is a rookie. We'll see if he can solve the puzzle of the Boston Red Sox this evening. The uh, Saturday card will wrap up at Petco Park for the Padres and the Colorado Rockies. This is game two of a doubleheader. The Padres won earlier today in extra innings, two to one over the Colorado Rockies. They slammed them on Friday night, nine to nothing in a shutout. So the Rockies there, uh, like the Chicago Cubs, have gone to extra innings uh, once and in a couple of days have only scored one run to show for it in a couple of losses against the San Diego Padres, and the Padres are really putting some pressure on the Dodgers in the National League West. We saw Walker Bueller continue to struggle, and he lost to the San Francisco Giants on Friday. The Padres have won four in a row, and they trail the Los Angeles Dodgers by just a game. By the way, the Dodgers looking at another loss here as they trail the San Francisco Giants 2 to nothing, top of the eighth inning there in San Francisco. Colorado, they are bringing up the rear in the National League West as they are now eight games below 500. And for game two of the double dip, San Diego is once again a big favorite. Minus 220 on the money line here, James, and a low total of just seven and a half. It'll be Mackenzie Gore hosting Kyle Freeland. And I think here the the challenge for the Rockies is this is going to be their 12th game in 11 days because of this that they had a doubleheader with the Marlins back on June 1st. Now they're going to have another doubleheader here against the Padres. And, and of those, uh, of those games, five of those have went to extra innings in the last 10 games. So they've had to really dig into the bullpens and, and it's unfortunate here for the Rockies. I think they have the worst record, one of the worst records in baseball over the course of the last month. And they always do that. They get off to a good start in April and then, May is just a disaster. This season was, uh, this season was was no different than normal. And I think for Freeland, he's going to have to eat some innings here because they had another not only the doubleheader today and went to another extra inning. And unfortunately, I saw the highlight of how they lost. It looked like Little League Baseball. It was a runner at second, right, to start the start the extra inning start the extra inning frame, and there in the tenth, a bounce ball, a pass ball that bounced in front. Runner takes off to third. Catcher comes up, throws it out into left field for an easy, uh, an easy score for the Padres to finish this off. I don't want anything to do with the Rockies here in this matchup. I mean, it's just been a struggle. I think Freeland is going to have to eat a lot of outs because of the the stretch that they've been on for the last eleven days for this Rockies team. But was looking for any pitcher props. Unfortunately, there aren't any because it is the second half of the doubleheader, and I think typically they stay away from those, not knowing what the lineups look like. So it would be the raw. Uh, against the Rockies it would be the Padres or nothing for me yeah Mackenzie Gore four and one on the season and Kyle Freeland almost a polar opposite at one and five on the year and the Padres like I say putting pressure on the Dodgers I also just saw a note here I don't Mm -hmm. know if you saw this James but Walker Bueller to the injured list by the Los Angeles Dodgers Jose Urias was bumped back in his start today Clayton Kershaw got Mm -hmm. the start off of the injured list hasn't pitched in over a month but uh 
doesn't look awful right now in Los Angeles, but the Padres certainly putting some pressure on those Dodgers. All right. Thank you to you, Mr. Salinas. Great to see you as always. And uh, I'll see you in a couple weeks. You enjoy your time here in Las Vegas. Good luck to your son in his baseball tournament. Thanks to Elliot Bauman and also Brian Ortega, the rest of our technical crew. That's going to do it for the VEASAN Bet Center. Next up, Greg Peterson and the Greg Peterson Experience. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.